Good morning, everyone. My name is Bryce. And I'm Adonis. This is a brewed podcast, the podcast where there's always conversation about coffee, and coffee feels the conversation. Adonis, how are you today? I'm good, man. It's nice to be back. It's nice to have you back. It's it's interesting. You haven't been on for a couple of weeks. Well, I haven't been on for a week. You've been off for two weeks. You know, welcome, welcome home, man. You know, yeah, it's uh, that was a crazy couple weeks. It feels a lot longer and a lot shorter all at the same time, <laughs> much as this last year has. <laughs> yes, time means nothing anymore. Yeah. Um. It was really cool being able to listen to you and Jen do an episode, though. It was cool hearing her voice on the podcast again. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I know. Like, we, we've talked about off-screen, like, how much we definitely miss the trio doing stuff. But, man, just listening to it really just, like, hit home. I was like, Jen, where are you? <laughs> Come back. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was, it was great catching up with her. It was great talking to her. It was great, yeah, having that Um connection the back, betrayal you know? conversation yeah <laughs> that was yeah, yeah that was fantastic hey. i really loved that the most it was uh, i really felt the emotions come out really strongly which is yeah. what we aim to do with this podcast true. try to hit your heartstrings and yeah. it, it hit there yeah it was you know it was, it was pointy yeah and it hurt a bit hey you're welcome <laughs> you're welcome pal um <laughs> but nothing, nothing but the best <laughs> excited excited for the day where we can all be on together again you know i i, I hope that day comes sooner rather than later but uh for now it's just the boys are the boys are back it's just uh you and i uh jen will be listening i'm sure so hi jen what up jen all right uh i did want to you know over the few weeks we definitely got quite the beautiful email from one of our listeners and long-term friends mm-hmm. uh, uh Luis. And we definitely wanted to touch on that. Um, he actually wrote it in a little while ago, and we just hadn't had a moment to really process it. Like it was just, it was a lengthy, great email. Yeah. And so, but now we finally have a moment to catch our breaths, take a look at it, answer some questions he asked. Um, and the first thing I wanted to say was just thank you. Like, yeah, I mean, it is, it is really just like a heartfelt, really well written, just long email, <laughs> and it is. A beautiful thing. It was really cool to be able to open the inbox and, and see that. Um, we always love seeing things like that, and it was fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Luis has been a, a close friend of mine for a very long time, and he's been a supporter of the podcast for a very long time. So definitely appreciate you writing in. Um, I know you're listening, so thanks. We appreciate it uh, greatly, and uh, yeah, we're, we're excited to get into it. We're excited to answer your questions, and uh, keep writing in, you know, and that goes to anybody out there. You know, it means a lot to us when you guys reach out, give us feedback. So, uh, you know, please, please write in. We we love to know that you're listening. We love to 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 read your words. So, uh, yeah, broodconvos at gmail.com. Send us stuff. Absolutely. Uh, so it uh, looks like he had a few questions for us. Yeah. Um, his first question is, with all these unique flavors in your coffee, tea, and beers, is there any that you absolutely won't try? Uh, well, I can start us off pretty easy there. Uh, I have already talked about my dislike for IPAs. Sure. So uh, on that note, though, I have a buddy. And uh, now that I'm back at work, I actually go work near Austin, Texas, and I have a buddy that lives out there. Okay. So I'm going to stay out there and hang out with him for a few days. And he... He is has pretty much guaranteed me he'll be able to pick an IPA right away 
that I will like. He'll be able to just pull one out, and I will like it. So, you know, we'll see what happens. <laughs> but I, I, uh, I will like... keep you all updated. <laughs> I feel like that's not going to happen, but if it happens, uh, you know, I will be first, first and foremost, I will be very happy that you're uh, widening your horizons. But something tells me that you have, we've discussed this. There's, it's not just a flavor yep. thing with you. It's a, it's, it's the a hoppy block. thing. It's the, yeah, yeah it's you the, sort of like the allergy thing with the barley yeah, and the hopsies so. and the, in the things yeah so i i will be very surprised if that is the case but i i, I won't hold my breath you know i'll uh That's i'll smart. expect you to dislike don't, it don't hold your breath <laughs> uh as far as coffee and tea um i don't think so i'm pretty open to trying whatever like i think i know there's going to be things i won't be a fan of just before i even order something yeah but i don't want like our whole purpose of this is to review and let you know like what we think of stuff. And sure. I don't want to only pick things I know I'm going to like. That's kind of not the purpose. It's not fun for us either because then we're just trying and we're not opening our horizons on that end. Exactly. So I don't think there's anything I wouldn't try. Um, but I, you know, I know there's some crazy stuff out there, but uh, <laughs> you know, that's the fun. That's the fun of it. That's true. That's true. Yeah. As far as, as far as I go, I, I'm pretty much in the same boat. Like there aren't, there's nothing that's on a blacklist for me that I just won't ever try. And that goes for anything. Um, I mean, in, anything in this situation, there are certain foods that I don't eat and you know, there are, are certain things that right. I won't do, but when it comes to coffee, tea and beer, there's not really anything that I won't try. I know for a fact that I'm not a fan of sours as far as beers go. Um, that's just not my speed. That's just not my jam. I don't really like the the taste of them. I can't really enjoy them. Um, generally speaking, if there's an IPA with a flavor profile that I don't like, I can still drink it and enjoy it. I just you know won't seek it out again. And that goes this that goes for pretty much any beer out there. Um, but yeah, sours just don't. I can't just. I can't suck it up with a sour, you know, it's like, oh, I don't really like this flavor. I, I can just I'll still finish it, but I just won't be ordering another one. If it's a sour, I can I just won't be able to finish it. It's just not something that I can really get into or or force my way to to finish. Um, but that's pretty much it. As far as I've uh, experienced, I haven't experienced any other beer that I can't just uh drink you know uh, i may not love them <laughs> but i might not you know but I, I won't just not drink them um same goes for coffee and teas i haven't tasted a coffee or a tea well that's not true um there are certain coffees that i haven't been able to finish but i will try anything you know i'm not going to just immediately blacklist anything so i don't think there's any flavor profiles or or anything like that that i just won't try i'll always try it I might not like it, and if I don't like it, I probably won't revisit it. But yeah, I don't think there's anything that I'll um just completely write off. So yeah, so to answer the question, I don't think there's anything that Adonis or I would blacklist just right off the bat. Mm -hmm. um, but that's based off of our imaginations. Uh, sure. I'm sure someday we will. I will travel to some weird remote 
part of the world and they will give me something <laughs> that they say is coffee and I'll be like, you're wrong, sir. <laughs> and hey, man, and we're, we're trying, right? We're trying. Yeah. We are exploring. Yeah. <laughs> we are picking. It's not like we're picking safe flavor profiles or we're not just picking things that we know we like. That's part of the fun of this podcast is, is trying yep. things that are just totally unique and strange and weird and we are we're embracing all of that weirdness so yeah we are definitely pushing ourselves to the limit um with with beer we'll with try coffee. That coffee bean from bucket list yeah, yeah. for, oh, for anyone the... who's watched bucket list that one that <laughs> where what is it like a, a leopard or a panther or it's some something? kind of exotic cat some yeah yeah like that poops it out tree cat or they something. use that yeah. as the coffee bean yeah. <laughs> um hey and if i had the opportunity to try it i would try it you know um yeah yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't think we're like, yeah, we're not only picking the safe choices. Uh and then he goes on to talk about um uh he says, I will read this one. And it says referencing the pandemic earlier, any events or places you guys are looking forward to later this year or in the near future? Um Donis, you, uh, you got anything? Yeah, um so we talked about this uh you know, off mic a few weeks ago. Um, but I miss concerts, man. Like I miss live music mm-hmm. and it's such a strange, uh, sort of, uh, situation that we're in because right now, currently I can't imagine being in a crowded room, you know, packed to the brim with strangers and you know, everybody's germs just mixing like that seems like such a foreign concept to me after this year of mm-hmm. being extremely safe and not you know interacting with people uh within six feet and obviously if you've been to concerts or um any music festival you know that six feet of space is something that doesn't exist in your wildest dreams so you're lucky if you get six inches of space um so i uh yeah it's it's such a weird concept to 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 try to wrap my head around in in post-covid america but I, i i assume we'll get back to that at some point maybe it won't be anytime anytime very soon but I, I hope it does happen again um but yeah I, I miss live music super excited to get back into that um and yeah traveling i haven't really traveled anywhere since the pandemic started but uh that would be nice um we speaking to Luis, we've been you know on trips pretty much every year for the last several years and it was weird not doing that in 2020 not taking our annual trip so uh look forward to the day when we'll be able to do that again um and yeah just i think just interacting with my friends in a way that doesn't require limiting the number of people in the room or or being you know masked up will be will be something that i uh appreciate the next time it happens i'm getting married this year and um we have (laughs) over a hundred wedding guests and that'll just be an interesting um you know, situation to be in because I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I'm pretty sure that's the first event of that size that I will be at, you know, mm-hmm. in over a year, it'll be almost two years at that point. So, um, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting, yeah, but a uh, year and a half at that point. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it, but again, it just seems like such a, a, a strange concept now that I know what I know. Um, but yeah, we'll, I'm just looking. I'm just looking forward to getting back to some sense of normalcy. To be completely honest, yeah. what about you, Bryce? Uh, let's see. I, I mean, so I just got back to work, so I am 
going back to events again and building the events, operating them and everything. And that's, um, so honestly, that's, I mean, that's what I was looking forward to. Uh, I had gotten that call back and now I have a couple more races lined up that I'm going to, um, I have Florida coming up and then Austin, Texas coming up after that. Um, so the COVID protocols are very strict, even at, even at work, they are very strict. Um, and, uh, it, even like working with your own coworkers, there's only like, I think for a team of four or five of us, mm. uh, for a specific, for the specific area that we're building. Yeah. And it's still kind of like our, the boss on the ground is kinda making sure that we're maintaining space from each other. We have our masks on while we're working. If we're, you know, 40 or 50 feet away from each other, like we're assigned to different tasks, we can take our masks off, um, to work, but it's like, it's 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 they they hound on that which is good it is definitely a good thing but it's definitely a different environment um but it does feel good to be back at work uh traveling for that uh concerts i oh man yeah the two concerts i missed last year that i was really looking forward to i hope those come back in some form so i can attend those um and just being able to plan an, an international trip that would be nice like i don't even like financially i couldn't really plan it right now but also that I can't even like dream about it kind of hurts mm. and sucks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'd like to be able to do that. Um, other than that, there's nothing really specific. Uh, just returning to work honestly has kind of fulfilled some of that. Nice. So it's been really cool. Nice. Uh, and Adonis, Luis wants to know if you'd be willing to split the cost of the larger beer subscription. <laughs> uh, uh, I'll make sure to get in touch with you about that. You know, uh, we'll, 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 talk. we'll get talk. in touch with your people. And <laughs> yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk, buddy. We'll talk. Uh, and then he ends up by thanking us and he says, may there be blessings in your brewed beverages. Mm. And I must say, I appreciate the alliteration because yes. we are men of alliteration. We do like it. We are people of alliteration and it's fantastic. We love it. Yes. It's our favorite. Uh, so yeah, thank you again, Luis, for writing that in. I'm glad we finally kind of got to take a minute to absorb it and talk about it. Um, that was definitely really good. And again, everyone else, please write in. Yes. Right. And we, we love hearing all this. We love talking about it. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. Without further ado, though, it is time for a coffee conversation because uh, that's what you're here for. Yeah. You know? You're here to hear our reviews of new coffees. Um, I will go ahead and start us out. Uh, I'm pretty excited about this one. Uh, it is, I actually decided to do another Cutter's Point one. I know my last review was a, a Cutter's Point Coffee Company roast. Okay. Um, but honestly, I just enjoyed that last one so much. I wanted to try another one by them. Um, to see if there were differences to see, uh, and I think the other one is also just fresh in my, in my taste palette. So I would be able to find differences. Uh, so this one again, a cutter's point coffee company, it's the fresh, their fisherman's blend. It's a dark roast. Uh, and the way they describe it is cutter's point fisherman's blend is a full bodied roast with top notes of mandarin orange which complement the array of deep molasses, aged wood tones, a touch of sweet tobacco, and finish of decadent chocolate. Uh, enjoy CP Fisherman's for Pick Me Up. So if you, if any of you remember the review from before, there are some similar yeah. um, descriptions in there, such as the sweet tobacco. Um, I believe even the finish of decadent chocolate was there, uh, the wood tones type mm -hmm. of thing. The things that separate it are... Um, 
or I guess maybe just the one thing that separates it is the top note of Mandarin orange. Mm. Uh, I think that's the main thing that separates it. Um, and it is a separation. So uh, I brewed it with uh, French, my French press with my uh, Porlex Mini 2 grinder and a French press. And let me just say, I think before I had said I, th- I had thought that I finally got things down. Mm-hmm. I am even more positive I have things down now. There like, I can go. kind of eyeball where the grinder's at and nice. what grind it's going to give me. Because um, I've just been using it a lot. Uh, I, I took it to work uh, along with my mini presso. And uh, I, I made a post about that on Instagram. So some of you may have seen that. But I did want to talk about it. And every morning I was making, I think there's only three mornings where I didn't. Maybe four out of the 12. Uh, where... I I made a shot, an espresso shot for my coworker and I, um, and it was uh, every day he was even noticing. He doesn't drink a lot of that stuff, but even he was noticing taste changes and bitterness changes, whether it was mm. bitter or whether it was a smooth espresso shot. And I was using the same bean the whole time. Uh, it was one of my Abra coffee beans that I was um, that I was trying to go through because uh, it's been a few months since I've had it. Mm -hmm. So it was time, you know, the freshness was gone, but it was still tasting good. Wanted to use it before it was too much longer. Uh, And yeah, and it turned out really well. Um, And I think I just got a lot of practice with looking at the grind size and how much water I was using um, and everything. So that was cool. And then, so I had to switch to uh, a finer grind for that and had to switch back Mm -hmm. when I got back home for my French press, even okay. though I would just gotten the espresso down, I was kind of sad to change it because I was, I'm going to have to find it again, but I'm actually getting way more confident about finding the grind size. Nice. Uh, which is really cool. So I made the French press, um, brew with this. Um, and it, it turned out really well. It is, um, I believe even it's very similar in its consistency as the last one. It's smooth. Um, you definitely get those uh, kind of earthy tones I talked about in the last cutter's point uh, one. And uh, so those are all there. The difference really is that mandarin orange. And at first I didn't really notice it. And I and I think I will go so far as to say like just drinking the coffee by itself, I don't fully notice it. Okay. Even though it does make the darker roast a little bit, I think it makes it a little bit lighter. Um, but I did get a pairing, a proper pairing this time. Uh, and I got um, the chocolate company, Lint. Uh, mm. I got their one of their excellence dark chocolate bars, and it has uh, it's intense their intense orange flavor mm. uh, decadent uh, dark chocolate bar. Okay. Um, so I got that to pair with this because of the orange, and it pairs beautifully. Nice. Let me tell you, every time <laughs> I take even just like a nibble of that chocolate bar, and yes, chocolate bar on its own tastes great, but when I drink the coffee with it. It really does affect the coffee in very positive ways. Nice. Um, and so if uh, any of you ever get to try this, definitely have one of those chocolate bars on hand. Like the coffee is great by itself. Um, and I'll review, I'll give a score for that in a second. It is great by itself, but it is even, it is just in, um, supplemented and improved upon by pairing it properly. And it gave me an excuse to, you know, eat some really good chocolate <laughs> for breakfast. So, hey, you know, <laughs> win, win. <laughs> so there's that. Um, so I will definitely give it um, for coffee. I'm going to give it. Hmm. 
I actually don't remember what I gave the last one. I'm sure I gave it a high one. I'm sure yeah. I gave it something around there. So whatever my last one was, you guys just copy and paste that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure I gave it like a four and a half. I don't think I gave it like a full five. I don't know. I've been pretty free with my scores though this lately. Is <laughs> but this is so this is great. I do want to give it a four and a half. I do believe it belongs there. It is a comfortable coffee. Um, if you like the earthy, if you like the earthy tones to your coffee, and you like a smooth coffee um consistency while drinking this is a great coffee for that cutter's point is really i think that's just kind of their thing and it it has been really good um and i'm enjoying that a lot uh for uh legit or full of shit um i honestly so with all their earthy tones it's definitely legit with that mandarin orange though i as far as the taste goes which is what this is for i I think I do want to say full of shit, even okay. though I'm, I'm kind of in between because I do get those all those earthy notes. I sure. get all of that. But since kind of the difference between this and the last one is that Mandarin Orange, that's what I'm basing the score off of, and I'm going to say full of shit because I don't taste that. I just don't taste any orange in this. All it does is kind of lighten the consistency a bit. Yeah. Um, which, so it does affect it, but the taste isn't there. I mean, so. I like I like how, you know, how blunt – that the legit or full of shit segment forces us it to does be. it makes us but, yeah <laughs> but maybe we do need like a middle of the road designation for <laughs> coffees that aren't like because i feel like full of shit is a little harsh but you know hey these these coffee companies they they know what they're getting into when they put things like mandarin orange or sweet pickled relish or yeah. pear or whatever sweet pickle. <laughs> oh my god have you found one that says no, that no i'm just trying to think of the most outrageous claim i feel like i need to hunt be. one down now <laughs> but i mean don't put that on your coffee if you are you know if you don't want to get called wait out can on you it. pickle relish isn't relish already a pickle <laughs> just isn't it pickled relish isn't that yeah it's not called pickled relish is it not you oh can't okay pickle a pickle can you can you pickle a pickle i don't know i don't know i feel like you know let me see <laughs> we're gonna look this up for this is very important information everyone before okay okay so i it's not sweet pickled relish it's sweet pickle relish so yeah because it you, is the relish, relish is yeah, chopped so, up pickle. Yeah, i added i added a d where there didn't need to be one yeah. sorry about that you can pickle things <laughs> <laughs> i just don't think you can pickle a pickle you can pickle i anything. just like saying it now that's why i'm repeating it <laughs> Um, but cool. All right, Donis, uh, Yeah, what have you got? Um, yeah, us? so before I get into my coffee uh, that I'm drinking t- today, I do need to formally apologize to Irving Farm, um, okay. Irving Farms Roaster. La- that's the coffee that I reviewed in our last episode. Uh, their 71 House Blend. I wasn't too kind uh, to it, and I, I, I did sort of give the disclaimer that I was drinking it for the first time, and I had, I don't know if it was my my brew method that sort of uh threw it off or whatever but i was very critical of it and i have to say that i did live with it for a few more days after that um and it's delicious uh so i do want to formally apologize to anybody out there who maybe you know scratched irving farms off of their uh you know coffee queue or whatever add it back 71 house blend was actually very good i think i even went as far as to compare it to the pike place roast from starbucks and that that was just uncalled for. Um, I do apologize. It is not a bad coffee. It actually is very good. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. Sorry, Irving Farms. Um, I will. I will definitely uh, not make uh, sort of those quick decisions on coffee anymore. I'm gonna make sure that I actually 
sit with it for a little bit and and make sure I got the brew right and make sure everything um, went well on my end before before uh, putting the hammer down on any coffees. Um, so do you think it was it the brewing method that changed your? I don't know. Um, I think it might have been. Or do you think it was? Just it could have just been a mistake on my part. It. it could have been a, a my maybe the grind size wasn't right. Maybe you know maybe I did something wrong during the process. But I don't know. But every other time I had it after that first day was absolutely awesome. So it was clearly a mistake on my part in that first brew. So I apologize. Gotcha. Um, my bad. Um, <laughs> but, uh, what I'm drinking today, uh, so I, I wanted to do another brood on a budget segment. Um, and I, the coffee that I picked for it, I actually got on sale. Um, and it is not a cheap coffee. It's pretty standard priced. Um, but it is the reason I think I can still sort of fit it into that brood on a budget segment is that it, it is something that anyone can get from anywhere like i got this on amazon it's available in any grocery store um and it's also something that uh well let me get into it so it's the illy coffee uh from illy coffee roasters it's their classico uh roast it's a, a medium roast coffee um and the cool thing about it is that so i ordered it from amazon it's a whole bean coffee and it comes in a pressurized canister. So like the the beans that I got, like the expiration date on the can says like 2024. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, so they, there's actually a pressurized canister that you open it like you're opening a can of soda, basically. And that releases the pressure. And I think that's when they start their freshness clock. Um, <laughs> so I didn't get those like super oily beans. The coffee doesn't taste stale. Um, and I was like, okay, so this is something that you can just sort of keep in your cabinets and, you know, not have to worry about it going bad for uh, at least longer than if you just bought a, a regular bag of coffee. So um, it is $15 uh, for uh, an eight ounce canister, um, which is like, like I said, that's a pretty standard cost if you're looking into craft coffee. So you're not going to save much on it, but it will last longer um, and it is something that's available um, more, uh, more readily available than some of these other craft coffees. So I think it still fits in that sort of brood on a budget segment. Um, and it's really good. I was honestly very surprised and, um, it definitely is worth that, that $15 price tag. Uh, it's supposed to have notes of, uh, caramel, orange blossom and Jasmine. Um, I brewed it in a Chemex, and uh yeah it definitely is a very very good coffee um not not really getting any of the notes of orange blossom but i do get something a little floral so i do taste that that jasmine just a little bit um and it is it's a medium roast but illy only makes medium or dark roast and their coffee is designed to be uh espresso um coffee so um I will have to say it was a lot darker than a normal medium roast, and I I appreciate that because I am someone who prefers dark roast over over lighter or medium roast. I just like the 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 fullness of of dark roast, um, and so yeah, it's it's definitely something that I personally enjoy. If you are someone who likes uh, like lighter to medium coffee, it's probably not going to be for you. Um, 
but I definitely would love to try this in, in an espresso. Have not had the opportunity to do that yet, but I love it as a, a pour over. Um, I've had it in a French press. It was really good there. I've had it in my drip coffee machine. It was really good there. So it's just a, a nice, solid coffee. Um, and you do get some of those sort of um, craft coffee notes that you don't get with like a, a Folgers or anything like that. So it's something that it's like, the, it's like an in-between of the super fancy stuff and the super comfortable stuff. So it's a great everyday coffee. I could definitely see this being something that uh, finds its way into my, my, my rotation. Um, but yeah, it's just a nice solid coffee as far as a rings of sippability uh, rating. I'd go 3.5. Um, definitely not anything that's going to like knock your socks off, but it is, like I said, a very nice, full, uh, just tasty coffee. Um, and then as far as the legit or full of shit, I, w I would go uh, somewhere in between that legit and full of shit, sort of like what you just had with, with your uh, with your coffee. But um, okay. I can taste some of the notes. I haven't been able to pull out others, but uh, I feel like it's I, I don't want to say full of shit, but I don't want to say legit either. So I'll just lay in somewhere in the middle there. Um, <laughs> it's a good coffee. So I think you guys should definitely check it out. And like I said, the pressurized canister makes it uh, a little more, um, you know, friendly for those for people who don't have money to just spend on on coffee. That's going to go bad in a week or two. So if you are wanting to sort of explore um, these fancier roasts, I think this is a great a great option for you. But uh that's cool. And you said they're supposed to be um, they're meant to be espresso blends. Yeah, it's I mean, you can make it as a as a drip coffee or a pour over or whatever. But I think their beans mm -hmm. are more designed for espresso roast than that's cool than that else. I might uh, I might order one then for my next work cycle. Yeah. And have like an actual specific espresso blend thing. So that would be really cool. I might order one. Yeah, that's awesome. That sounds really good. Yeah, it so. was it was it was solid for sure. Um, and again, it, it, I would put it up there with some of the roast that I've gotten from like uh, Drink Trade, which is the coffee subscription service that we use. Um, and I got it from Amazon. So it was like, you know, it wasn't any kind yeah. of special anything. It was just a coffee that I bought. You didn't from have Amazon. to go through a process. Exactly. You just go on Amazon and just, order it. Uh, sitting on a shelf in some warehouse somewhere. Um, but yeah, it was really good. I've also been sort of deep diving on, on coffee and and brewing methods and everything in this in our off week i guess so i've uh i've used my time to sort of explore and do some research been reading a lot of articles been watching a lot of videos about proper ways to brew coffee and i've i've really started to educate myself on on proper ways to do things and i've uh i've learned a lot so i think my brewing process going forward will be uh much more consistent um I didn't realize a lot of the things that I was doing wrong. Um, I didn't. I'm also this is going off on a little bit of a tangent, but I've I've sort of learned that I'm a person who needs to know why I'm a big why guy. Mm -hmm. So like even when I'm at work um, and, and if I'm a manager at, at the movie theater and when I'm teaching or training someone how to do something, I always go into uh, this is why we do this, you know. Um, Bryce, you'll know this, like when we're doing paperwork at the end of the night, we have to sort of check certain things and, and like, 
I when I was taught how to do things, I was just taught like, oh, you put a check mark here, you put a check mark here, you circle this. Mm-hmm. And I was the, I was why? the person who was like, why am I doing this? And they're like, oh, just yep. that's just what we check. And it's like, nope, that's no, not a thing. So I whenever I, <laughs> whenever I train someone, I'm like, I always tell them we need to check this because of X Y Z. We need to circle this if X Y Z. Um, so it adds meaning because like if you're just blindly like at first blindly doing it helps you get into the motion sure, of doing it. Sure. So like it'll teach you kind of the routine like this is what you need you need to do this but then when you learn the meaning of it it sticks better and then it's just like you don't like you won't forget it like once you learn the meaning it's not something you forget because like oh there's a reason for this like i can't forget this it seems like a simple check mark it's not no (laughs) exactly and it's in it 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 just makes everything make more sense so a, a check mark in coffee would be like, oh, you put the coffee in here and you you want to preheat the container. And, you know, if you have a paper filter, you want to wet that. And it's like, oh, why am I wetting the filter? Well, I don't know. It's just what you do. And it's like, no, there's a reason you wet the filter like paper. Like for that, it's don't like waste my time. Yeah, the paper you want to keep the, the temperatures in your brewing method as consistent as possible. And you also yep. if you're wetting a paper filter it gets rid of uh, some of the papery taste that you would get otherwise. So it's sort of clean. You're basically like cleaning the filter before you put your coffee into it. So just little things like that, that I was like, oh, that makes sense. Like now I know why I'm doing that. The difference between metal filters and paper filters I've been looking into. And and so I've just been doing a lot of research and it's been really helpful. And I think it's going to be helpful in my coffee journey going forward. So. That's awesome. That's excited. I've been learning a lot about that with my traveling methods, mm. with uh, uh, cleaning out the Prolex Mini and using the Mini Presso and heating it up first, and how I'm using my French press now. Uh, yeah, so it sounds like we both definitely learned a lot of nuances and like reasons behind things. Yeah, uh, definitely. We'll definitely have to do some sort of thing just to talk about that, um, whether it's on Instagram or uh, maybe we'll make a special like mini episode for it or something. Sure. Um, I think that'd be cool for really good, like reasons why. Yeah. Be a cool or just, little thing to yeah, do. In general, like I think, you know, as for you listeners out there, I think it's important that we're doing everything the right way. You know, like you don't want to listen mm-hmm. to a couple of guys, even though we don't want this to turn into a podcast where we're like teaching you how to brew coffee or educating you on the nuances of, of the different beads and stuff like that. I feel like it's important that you know that we're doing everything the right way. And even though, yeah, we are absolutely amateur coffee brewers or coffee enthusiasts, if you will, we still need to be doing things the right way. Otherwise, we're just talking out of our asses, which we never want to do. And just learning how many right ways there are. I've I've read quite a few. I've definitely tried a few things that were like, I've tried a couple different methods that ended up both being the right way. And one of the right ways just happens to uh be better for my taste yeah. palette so that's like the other thing is just learning that there are more right ways Absolutely. which is really cool yeah no I've, I've learned that too going through videos especially of these coffee experts and all of them have different methods to brewing coffee yeah. with the same um instruments and it's just like coffee's personal so you got to figure out what works for you that's the only thing that matters is you that that you enjoy what you're brewing if you're using a certain method and you're like, well, I don't really like how this turns out, but I'm going to keep doing it because this is the quote unquote right way to do it like that. Mm-hmm. that what is the point of that? You know, like <laughs> if you don't like what yeah. you're drinking, then why are you drinking? <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a great point. Like you got to find you got to find the right way that also that you enjoy as well. It's 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 a very important uh, thing to, to know. Thousand percent. Uh, well, yeah. 
I wanted to jump into something. It's just going to completely change the subject. <laughs> <laughs> but our uh, the small talk, the question I had for a small talk that I wanted to uh, address uh, just comes from something I've just been I've always thought about a lot and it has actually really been strongly on my mind with the goals I have for my job right now and the traveling I'm doing. And I wanted to ask if you could instantly learn just one additional language right now, what would that language be? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, I consider myself a pretty practical person. Um, So I, (laughs) as boring as this might sound, I would probably go with Spanish just because I feel like that's that's what I'm going to interact with most in my day to day life here in America, here in Arizona, where we're very close to the to the Mexican border. Um, obviously, there's a huge population of Spanish speaking people in, in Arizona. So it would just be nice to to be able to uh, fluently speak Spanish and understand it. Um, so yeah, I know that's not a super exotic answer, but I mean, I would love to know Japanese, but I don't, when am I going to use Japanese unless I'm in Japan? Um, or I, I would be able to watch most anime without subtitles, which would be nice. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much the extent of my, uh, what Japanese would do for me. But I feel like knowing Spanish fluently would, would give me, uh, w- would affect my day to day life in a, in a very positive way for sure. Yeah, no, I think Spanish is a really good. Uh, that's, I mean, that's just a smart one, like you said. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a good practical one, and that's uh, a good way to think about that. I, uh, that had crossed my mind about practicality, um, but I just, it actually was hard for me to kind of choose one because I do enjoy just the way multiple different languages sound. I do love the way the Scandinavian languages sound. I love how um, Gaelic sounds. I love. Um, uh, again, same thing with Japanese. Like, mm-hmm. it'd be cool to be able to just watch anime without having to, like, read a bunch of stuff. Yeah. But also, I do enjoy the intricacies of the Japanese language. Sure. Um, and, and then you have Spanish, which is just very practical um, for our day-to-day lives. Even even up here in Washington, it's, it's very – it's just practical just all around. Yeah. I think in most of the states. Uh, and then – but if I needed to land on one right now, uh, I think it would be one of the uh, – even right now, I'm already changing what I want it to be because <laughs> I was going to say one of the Scandinavian languages because I do have some friends out there, and it would be nice. Once you kind of learn one, you can kind of piece together the rest um, and and put them together. Uh, but, man, I really do love – Irish like I love mm. I love how it sounds like, I really enjoy it um but now I will oh man now I'm gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna be fun I'm gonna have fun with it I'm not sure. gonna be all practical or anything about it I'm definitely I'm just gonna choose Irish uh I love how it sounds um I think it's a beautiful language I love how it looks as well because I guess I should have mentioned that uh, is like this is includes being able to speak it and write it like just everything to do with the language. Now, when you say uh, Irish, don't Irish people speak English? Yes, yes, but there is, but they um, they also speak Gaelic, which is okay. their which is their language. So most Irish um, people speak. They like learn they speak, both. Like English is, uh, I believe so, okay. because uh, my my buddy speaks both. Uh, and then um, some musicians I follow from Ireland speak both. 
Uh, so I think I'm pretty sure uh, it is. So let me. I'm, I'm looking it up right now because okay. now you've got me. Yeah, because I was just curious. Every, every uh, questioning that I know because I know like the the there are like the the accent is very heavy, but I always thought it was just yeah, a, yeah. like a sort of a. Yeah, more of a dialect than a yeah. than a language difference. Um. Also, I have I am very misinformed when it comes to using the word Gaelic. Oh, uh, that's interesting. Um. So, <laughs> uh, it's a common confusion. Actually, it's a very common confusion. Um, and apparently. Uh, let's see. I'm kind of just reading it right now. Um, apparently, if you want to talk about like the Gaelic language as far as like as it attunes to Ireland, you have to say Irish Gaelic. Because apparently, if you say Gaelic, it can refer to people and culture of Ireland. But if you're referring to it on its own, like as a language, like I have just been doing, sure. If you use the word by itself, it's a language of Scotland. Oh, okay. Which is interesting. I've ne- I honestly I'd never heard of that before. So good job, Bryce. You just offended uh, I guess, all of our yeah. Scottish I just and totally offended. <laughs> I offended so many people. It's like half um, of our audience, and, man. Jeez. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> uh, that's pretty crazy though. Because um, obviously, I knew Celtic. I thought Celtic referred to the culture, but apparently, Celtic is. Uh, or Irish is a Celtic language. So Celtic is the people. Man, I am just all over the board of how wrong I am and everything. Uh, but that's why we do this podcast, everyone, is to learn. Learning. To uh, <laughs> real-time uh, Acknowledge when we're wrong. Yes, yes. Real-time information. We don't, we, don't, you know, we don't do research. What's that? We don't care. We just yeah, talk about care. it. <laughs> we'll learn Man, as I we go. I am a garbage human being right now. Uh, but let me correct that. <laughs> Uh, and this will humble me to research next time I want to talk about something. Uh, so, yeah, I guess you would just say uh, Irish as a language, even though I had always thought that that was uh, just to talk about the culture of the people. So uh, I would love to learn Irish, um, now, which I think now, the original reason I was looking this up was to say, do I want to learn what language am I learning? But Now, Bryce, in your defense here, it is I'm looking it up and on Wikipedia it says Gaelic is uh that it's print it's spelled differently, so it's like Gaelish and that okay. is what Irish like that's what it would translate to for English. The Irish language would be and it's pronounced Gaelic. So I think I think it's just a different version of what you were referring to. So Okay, you know. so instinctually, I was sort of good <laughs> yes. there. Um, I just, you know. <laughs> That's how the Irish people would pronounce the word here, but I'd like the English translation of the word would be something different. Okay, interesting. So All if you right. like, well, you, like if you just learn. Googled Gaelic, it would pop pop up with the Scottish version of of Gaelic, or that's what it would default to. But yeah, according to Wikipedia, and you know, Wikipedia is infallible. Um, it is. It's also <laughs> called gay. It says Irish, also called yeah, G A E I L G E in standard Irish. Okay. So all right, there you well. go. There we go. I got a little 
little defense there. That was nice. Thank you, Adams, yeah. for coming in for that swooping save. Yes. I'm here for you, buddy. I'm here for you. Uh, so, yes, I would love to learn Irish Gaelic. There you and, go. Uh, I will learn later if that's redundant or not. Uh, <laughs> um, but, yeah, so nice. I just think it's beautiful. Whenever I hear it sung, I think it's really beautiful. Whenever I hear it spoken, I think it's really beautiful. So um, that would just be a fun a fun language to learn. Um I can't really go too far from learning that one language. Like it doesn't. It's not. I don't think it's very derivative or has any derivatives, uh, really, aside from like within you know, then Scottish would be the next thing. Sure. But it doesn't really go beyond that too much. I don't think so. Uh, but it's beautiful. It'd be fun. Yeah, it'd be it'd be a nice cool. a nice little party trick to pull out. You know, be like exactly. <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that because I was actually just talking to my buddy the other day. We were working out together, and I was like, "Oh yeah, but can you do this?" And like, you know, you, oh, you just have to teach these muscles to do this and this and blah blah blah. And he was like, "Why would I do that? Like, why would I care to do that?" I was like, "What are you talking about? Like, it's like it shows that you have like this type of, um, you know, control over these muscles and blah blah blah," and. He's like, yeah, but it doesn't like do anything functionally. He's like, yeah, but it's a cool party trick. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, I guess I'm just a party trick guy. No, like, I guess I never understood that about myself. I'm just a, I'm just a party trick man. Yeah, I'm a sucker for the people. Hey, you want to say something cool? I was like, oh god, here comes Bryce again, <laughs> singing Gaelic and break dancing. Oh my god, why do we have to do this every year? We hanging out. <laughs> he thinks it's brand new every time. <laughs> Get one drink in him, yeah. and all of a sudden he's Irish. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. Good question, uh, though. Good but, <laughs> little small talk conversation there. Yeah, let us know what you guys would. If you could instantly learn something, and don't think about it too hard like I started to do. Yeah. <laughs> and just, uh, just let us know. It'd be really cool uh, to hear what you guys would say. Um, but, yeah, we're going to take a small break. Uh, get our coffee refills and we'll come right back. BRB, everyone. Be right back. Welcome back from break, everyone. Hopefully, you got your coffee refills. And we're going to jump right into Adonis's Home Sweet Foam. What you got for us today, Adonis? Yeah, so Home Sweet Foam, for those of you who don't know, is my bi-weekly beer review, um, courtesy of all of the awesome craft IPAs that I've been getting from Craft Beer Kings. Um, so I always have several to choose from. You know, it was a busy weekend at work. Uh, Godzilla vs. Kong came out, and it officially like broke all the records uh, for post-COVID box office numbers. It's on its way to about a $50 million opening, which, you know, in a pre-COVID world would have been a very mediocre opening, but that is, like, before this, $17 million was the biggest box office opening, and that was Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, this has nearly tripled that. So um, it was quite busy uh, and we were not staffed properly for it. So safe to say I had a very stressful week at work or weekend at work. It was a, a very tiring, very um, busy, just exhausted coming home. So every night that I came home from work, I definitely had a beer 
that is in contrast to my uh, one beer a week uh, <laughs> uh, sort of schedule that I had set up before this. But hey, busy weekend. Sometimes you just need to unwind with a, a nice cold brew. So I was, uh, yeah, I definitely explored a little bit more this weekend than I uh, have been normally. Um, and of the three beers that I drank this weekend, uh, I would have to say that the Siege of the Pineapple uh, from Blaker Brewing Company was by far my favorite. Um, it's a milkshake hazy IPA. Uh, so obviously pineapple is in there, pineapple juice. And it actually uh, has, this is going to sound strange, uh, lactose and vanilla bean in in the beer itself. Like they added that to the brewing process, hmm. which is where I guess that milkshake designation yeah. comes from. Um, and definitely, it definitely is a more creamy IPA, I would say. But it's not like, Really, it's not like you know you're not like drinking an actual milkshake, <laughs> but it does have that creamier sort of finish to it, um, which I enjoyed. Uh, definitely, I love anything with pineapple in it. Um, that's why I talked about Mr. Pineapple a few a few weeks ago. Um, and you know, you add the pineapple, you add that creaminess, and then you add the hops on top of that, and it's just a a beautiful marriage of all of those flavors and. I uh, definitely enjoyed it. Definitely something that I will be restocking um, as soon as I have the opportunity. Just it's 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 it was like a a flavor explosion because you had the creaminess and you had the crispness and you had the bitterness all into one, and it was just a, a, a again a great sort of combination of of flavors and textures. Um, but yeah, it's something that I was sort of wary of at first because i had that orchata milkshake ipa which i did enjoy but i was expecting something a lot different when i got that the mic drop ipa um and i think knowing what i was getting myself in for with this siege of the pineapple when i read the milkshake um on there i was like okay so it's not actually going to be like a porter or it's not going to be like a super smooth beer it's still going to be an ipa it's just going to have a little bit of a, a little bit more of a creamy uh feel to it mouth feel to it so um i think that definitely helped my enjoyment of this and uh yeah it's definitely something that i that i thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed so if you guys have a chance to check it out make sure you do but as with all of my ipa reviews Make sure you're a fan of hops or make sure hops are not a deal breaker for you, because if they are, you will probably be disappointed in this brew. Yes, as always, I would be. <laughs> Other than the hops um, part of that, though, does that does that sound appealing to you? Like the whole milkshake? Oh, yeah, beer absolutely. Type thing? Like okay. I said, IPA is always like they always sound good. Sure. But they ruin it with all the hops, so it's kind of like, why why bother making this beer, you know? <laughs> like, if you're just going to, like, ruin the flavors, like, you know, why why make Yikes. it? Yikes. Don't, uh... Because <laughs> weirdos like me actually enjoy the hop press. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... I'll never understand. But, you know, again, no, once I get to uh, Austin, let's see. Let's see if my buddy can indeed find Maybe. that golden IPA. Let's see if he does it on the first try. Wow. That, would be, <laughs> that would be the shock of the century. Talk about party yeah. tricks. <laughs> um, have you ever, like, this makes me also want to just try. Like, I don't think I've ever had, like, a like a pineapple smoothie. I don't know if that's ever been something that I've had, but this definitely gave me pineapple smoothie vibes. Have you ever made a, a pineapple smoothie? I have put pineapples into smoothies, but I haven't made like a strictly like 
focused on the pineapple flavor. I mix it with like mangoes or what or with berries okay. and stuff, and so it kind of just like mixed flavors. But I've never done just like a pure uh, pineapple smoothie, which would be uh, be good. I do get in the mood for pineapple quite a bit, and maybe that so works I because do. I think pineapple is generally like. It's more of a sour. It's like a sweet and sour type of flavor, right? Generally speaking, mm-hmm. and I think with especially in this, uh, and with this IPA, like the bitterness and the sour sweetness sort of work together. So maybe yeah. the creaminess of of the of like uh, I don't know some milk based product yeah, would help. It's like mixing an acid out. with the base yeah. because it is kind of uh, an acidic fruit. So mixing that with the um, base of the dairy, yeah. it definitely. Yeah uh makes it a thing so for sure um yeah no it sounds good uh be sure to give that a try i will not um (laughs) (laughs) uh so uh with that we are doubling up this week uh since we've kind of gotten out of rotation a bit Uh, we're gonna double up this week i'm gonna do my uh tea segment and um and then we'll get back onto a, a normal rotation uh, from here on out. So let's get herbal, everyone. Yeah. Uh, so I decided to, um, as I mentioned in my update uh, the other day um, on Instagram, I had mentioned that loose leaf teas just aren't going to be practical for me right now. So I am sticking with bag teas. And uh, I actually decided to uh, buy the um, that Tazo Dream tea that you had okay. done before. Yeah. Um, because chamomile wasn't really like doing much for me as far as helping me go to sleep anymore. And so I wanted to try something different. And man, when I opened up that box, that dream tea, and I smelled all those <laughs> scents, that really is a bliss. It is happiness and comfort and cozy sure. just in a, in a tea bag. That was, I did not know tea could, could be like that. Nice. Um, that was magic. Uh, did that, uh, definitely, uh, brewed some and, it is it definitely helped hmm. um or it it seems to be off and on with if it helps or not and i think that's just based off of uh i mean it's meant to be a supplement to help you sleep sure. so uh i think the times that it didn't help was maybe i just wasn't as tired as i thought or something i'm not sure uh what i do want to say it compares to as far as effectiveness for helping assist in sleep um, it's the valerian root that's kind of supposed mm. to help with that. And it's kind of a sort of depressant for your central nervous system, which sounds super aggressive and intense, but all that means is that, um, it just helps relax your nervous system so that it's not all wired up and, you know, awake. Yeah. So it just kind of helps you know, quiet things down, um, helps you get ready for bed. And so, um, the thing with it is, is it's very similar to melatonin, taking melatonin for me in the sense that uh, it does help me get to sleep, but it also makes me wake up very groggy. Each time I drink, I woke up really groggy. Really? Um, okay. Like a melatonin type of groggy where it's just kind of like I got deep sleep, but uh, it was almost too deep or it was maybe not too deep, but it was just um, – I don't know. I just wake up and my mind is just, it's just foggy. Uh, I don't know how often that happens with any of you, but hmm. uh, it definitely is not like a great way to wake up because I just feel slightly kind of congested and it's just funky. It's like with melatonin, I have to, uh, I have to take smaller doses. I think most people take like three to five milligrams, uh, maybe even more, but I do one milligram 
and that's like I'm sensitive to it. That's enough. That's like all I need. Uh, and that'll put me to sleep and potentially maybe I'll get grogginess. Maybe I won't when I wake up. Uh, usually I don't at one milligram. Okay. So yeah, so, uh, it helps me go to sleep, but I do wake up groggy. So, um, but as far as effectiveness as getting to sleep, you know, that's definitely, uh, I'm going to give it a three and a half just because it doesn't help all the time. Okay. It doesn't like quite do it, but it's, um, I mean, that's about what I would give. Uh, a melatonin supplement as well is like about a three and a half because again that also sometimes helps sometimes doesn't um and uh but the taste oh the taste is absolutely wonderful like, you can just drink it just for the flavors yeah. and the scent alone it is it's like the most comforting it's like lighting a comforting candle yeah and you just having all this wonderful scents uh which is part of the magic that's part of what helps you get to sleep because it's all comforting and just it just makes you think of sleep and makes you think of cozy dreams yeah <laughs> which is that, why yeah. i imagine it's called dream <laughs> that, that, that almond flavor in there just i think just makes everything yes and you can taste that almond. Yeah. it's like this nice beautiful layer in there that just really brings everything together and Oh, so good. So for taste is definitely, I'm just straight up giving that a five. Nice. I'm not even going to, yeah, it is a wonderful taste. So even if it doesn't help you sleep, if you're just looking for a good tasting tea, that's a perfect, perfect one to go with. Nice. Um, so yeah. Um, so yeah, with Adonis and I both, you know, talking that one up, I uh, expect to hear some, uh, some people writing in about their attempts to try it out. For sure. We're definitely interested in that. Yeah. I actually, I'm. I haven't told you this yet, Bryce, but I, when you said you weren't going to be able to sign up for the loose leaf tea stuff, I did some research and I was like, you know what? I'll do it. I'll, I'll try it. So I actually signed up for a subscription box for some teas. Um, and it's, uh, tea runners. I don't know if you've, if that's one of the ones you looked up when you were looking, I think that popped up. Yeah. I don't think I, I don't think that's one I dove into, but I do remember seeing it. Yeah, and that. it comes with, uh, it's four different teas and you can pick like a monthly or bi-monthly or tri-monthly actually uh subscription to it. So I think I went with a bi-monthly, um, and it comes with four different loose leaf teas in each box. And what, what really shocked me was that like, apparently each, like the bag you get is enough for, <laughs> I think this is right. I thought it might be a typo or something, but 30 to 40 cups, it says. Um, yeah, I've been reading up when I was researching loose leaf tea. It is you need very small amounts, like literally tiny pinches yeah. of each uh, type of tea to uh, especially for like a single cup of coffee sure. yeah. now or sorry, tea. tea yeah. But, you know, if uh, if you drink a bigger cup, obviously you use a little bit more because you don't want to dilute it too much. Yeah. And then it, it all comes down to personal taste after that, depending on how much uh, the serving actually is. Mm. Uh, but yeah, no, that loose leaf tea, you don't need much. Like honestly, those, the bags that we get um, with the store bought stuff mm -hmm. could like make two like cups of oh, coffee okay. and not dilute it. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure I've done that before and not really noticed a difference in, oh, well. uh, in delusion. So okay. it's crazy. Yeah, no. So I'm, I'm excited to jump into those. Um, yeah, I, I, I haven't really explored loose leaf teas before. Um, it wasn't very expensive. Um, 25 bucks for a box. And if I'm getting, you know, four bags, um, that can give me that much tea. I don't, I mean, I'm looking at pennies on the dollar as far as, you know, yeah. cost per cup. So, um, and tea is also one of those things that I know, you know, last longer, like tea leaves last a lot longer than coffee beans do. So it's not like they'll just be sitting in my cabinet and getting stale right away. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm excited to jump into them. Um, 
yeah, I, I went with one of the uh, original boxes, which they still say comes with like it, it. It's a bunch of different varieties of tea. Apparently, they have three hundred different uh, varieties of tea that they that they rotate through. So uh, that'll be exciting to get into. And uh, yeah, they say they never send out the same combinations more than once. So that'll be nice. Um, yeah, I'm excited to get into it. But yeah, I'll keep you updated on that and see. If yeah, if you do cool. when if and when you get a little more uh you know stationary that might be something that you could uh, jump back into. Yeah, absolutely. Either more stationary or discover a good traveling method yeah. for that stuff yeah. that doesn't uh that can do maybe both uh coffee and tea or something. Yeah. I- I'll find something because right now the coffee stuff takes up some space in the <laughs> luggage. That's for sure. <laughs> for sure. I was uh, uh yeah, that's really cool. In my coffee uh sort of uh education that i went through this week um i've been talking up the aeropress a lot and on the podcast and apparently that is a go-to method for a lot of uh, uh travelers out there so i don't know I've if you wanted that. to look yeah. into maybe getting an aeropress because that gives you it's like a, a, a full like brewed cup of coffee and it's like literally you know the size of a, of a phone pretty much so fits super yeah i definitely need to look into that a little bit more yeah. um like that mini press has been great, but you know, it's just an espresso shot versus exactly. you know, a nice and full cup of coffee. coffee so. so I'll have to, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so we doubled up on that everyone. Uh, and we'll get back into a proper rotation next week. Uh, and, but on to the main discussion. Uh, so there's been a lot of new things in our present lives and, and things happening. And I really just wanted to kind of, touch on the topic of new and really just um talk about absorbing the new and really um taking a moment to to appreciate things that are happening because sometimes when things start happening you know it could go a long period of time without things happening and once they start happening it's all at once and there's just a bunch of things and you just get lost in all of it and it just you know and you have all these it could be achievements happening it could just be some stress of things that you just need to you know get through but they're all just different accomplishments or things that um when you finally like later on look back you'd be like oh wow i did all of that it didn't feel like i was doing anything or it didn't feel like i was overcoming anything or it didn't feel like i was learning anything like it was just it was just a lot of stuff mm. but we have each um recently had a lot going on and we i um the first thing i want to talk about is you know, like I'm, I'm back at work, and uh, Jen had gotten her promotion at work. Um, you have, uh, you have your new podcast and stuff. And we had taken a moment. Uh, I'd wanted us to take a moment to really just uh, to celebrate that yeah. uh, and celebrating new things because um, there's not a whole lot of that in my life. Mm. Uh, as far as I've learned to take moments for myself and acknowledge my, you know, achievements when they happen and all that and i um try to take it upon myself to support others uh and remember and help and help them realize you know celebrations but i don't have a lot of moments of you know just me and the friends like you know coming together about that moment and acknowledging it all together at the same time um and like i you know you watch all these movies and shows and you see all these friends like you know they get together 
and they go to a bar or something and like your, your classic sitcoms or whatever. And they, they celebrate the smallest to the biggest things mm-hmm. and they, you know, have a drink over it. I've never really done that. So I had gotten, I had talked to Adonis and Jen and um, we sent videos to each other uh, to kind of cheers our accomplishments. And I just uh, want to talk about celebrating new things and talking about those new things. So uh, I'm back at work. It's, it's phenomenal. I really uh, am enjoying that. Um, this podcast is still a new thing. I am enjoying working and trying to find new ideas for this. And every time, you know, one of us comes up with an idea to work on it, it's always fantastic and fun. I have a lot to look forward to with this job. I'm um, There's a lot uh, um, just kind of wiggle room for me to move around and I'm in a very good opportunistic time with my company and I was one of the first people brought back uh, which says a lot and I've um, been taking a lot of moments to appreciate that um, and then we got the book club going and I, I read you know got through that first book and, and read it and it was you know I it's been a while since I've sat down and read yeah. and I got to do that. So that is fantastic. Nice. Um, but Adonis, like what, uh, what's kind of like new and current that, uh, you would like to take a moment to kind of celebrate. Yeah. And just, uh, just to hit on what you were saying, um, earlier, like, I feel like it's, we can often, we can and often do get bogged down by the negative, you know, like the, the negatives always seem to outweigh the positives in life. Those are the things that sort of stick in your head. Those are the things that you spend a lot of your time, you know, dwelling on are, are the negative things. And I think people um, it's good to, to sort of focus on the positive and, and yeah, like celebrate yourself. Like you, if you accomplish something that you're proud of, that's, there's nothing wrong with saying, Hey, I did that. You know, like I, you know, I accomplished something. I achieved something. Let me celebrate myself. I don't think enough people take the time to actually do that. And uh, especially in this climate that we're in right now, where it just seems like there's just so much shit. There has been so much shit going on for the last year and a half now. It's just it's it's nice to take some time to actually enjoy the positives and look at the bright side, as cliche as that sounds. Um, So, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. And we just don't as as a uh, a country as a people, we just don't really take the time to really focus on the positive a lot of the time. Um, so yeah, I think it's a great idea that you're doing that. I think it's a great idea that you brought this segment up. Um, but me personally, I obviously, um, like you mentioned, I started a new podcast recently. Um, I had, uh, I had my old movie podcast, the movie docs and, uh, had some creative differences with my uh, co-host on that. So we decided to part ways. And um, I've always been someone who, A, I love movies and B, I love podcasting. And that was sort of what pushed me into creating a movie podcast. And I was sort of um, bummed that I wasn't going to be able to do that anymore. And uh, yeah, so I was like, you know what, I am going to do it. And I, you know, I'm, I just, I'm just going to start a new one, which I did. And it's been going very, very well. Um we are on our we'll be recording our fourth episode later today so that's super exciting we're getting everything sort of set up and it's been pretty awesome um it's watch good movies podcast if you guys want to check it out we're on um instagram facebook you can find the links to all of our 
um, platforms there. Um, but yeah, it's just been a great journey so far. It's been awesome. Um, and I'm definitely looking forward to what we can do with it and what we can, you know, accomplish with it. So it's definitely a step in a direction that I want to go in. Um, and yeah, brute, like I love doing this podcast on a week to week basis with you, Bryce. It's something that I've really enjoyed and something that I've decided recently that I'm going to, you know, commit more time and resources and effort to, you know, like, I feel like I've always been sort of afraid to, to jump in with both feet, you know, but I feel like it's something that I enjoy doing. And at the end of the day, regardless of the success, regardless of how many people listen, regardless of, regardless of the downloads or if we're making money off of it, it's something that I enjoy doing and something that I'm going to continue to do for as long as you want to do it, you know? So it's like, mm -hmm. it's, I don't, I don't measure the success of this podcast by how many downloads we get. I measure it, um, on how we personally feel about it. And I think that'll come through, um, in the quality of the episodes. And I think that's, what's most important. So, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm sort of over the whole baby steps approach to it. And I kind of just want to get into it. I kind of just want to do it, you know? Um, so that's what I'm going to do. Um, and I think that's a, an important approach to take to just life in general. Um, I got engaged last year um, and we are getting married at the end of this year. So that's been really fun uh, to go through that whole process. And it's been it's been uh, nice. Something that I marriage was never something that I saw for myself, you know, growing up. And it was just one of those realities that I didn't think would ever actually play out. But um yeah, it's something that I'm excited about now that I'm actually doing it and I'm in the moment and it's it's awesome. So uh, looking forward to that um, and something on a smaller scale, but also on a larger scale. I got vaccinated uh, last week, so that was awesome um, starting that process and doing what I need to do to keep myself as as well as keep uh, my close friends and family safe. Um, so it is definitely something that I encourage you all to do. Um, here in Arizona, they opened up the uh, vaccinations for anyone 16 and over on March 24th. So um, it's been awesome to see how many people are actually going through with it and, and committing to being safe um, and committing to their health, which is awesome. Uh, so, yeah, that's something, again, on a smaller scale, but we'll end up being on a much larger scale if we can get this country vaccinated and we can get back to some some normalcy like I talked about at the beginning of the episode. So, yeah, lots of things to be grateful for, lots of things to celebrate. It's been uh, definitely it's been a, a good couple of months, you know. Absolutely. Things things are are turning and happening yeah. as a lot and it's been absolutely fantastic and i know for the way i think and the way i've kind of always been and we've been kind of touched on this a little bit off podcast a little a little bit ago or right before we started recording mm -hmm. and it's kind of like my head has always been um kind of like in in future mode like i'm always thinking about um like what um how the details and things are going to be later on sure. how I need, how I see things playing out and how I want things to play out. But I never really, I get, I get lost in the planning mm. and then, uh, I I've gotten better about it. I'm definitely a way different person about it, uh, now, but in the past and, and up until semi recently, I, I would just get lost in the future. I didn't know that about myself. I always thought I was a very kind of present person and was always kind of enjoying what was happening. Mm -hmm. But then I realized, I wasn't. I could be at a party and then be thinking about 
the ramifications Mm -hmm. or be thinking about uh not not even like a negative side even on a positive side i could be thinking about just uh plans for something else and like oh wait well this part is kind of cool but you know let me think about i have to remember that about this other thing i have to do next saturday i can't forget about it and like i just my brain's always doing that kind of stuff and and i think that's fairly common but i know that i tend to get lost in it a lot um and I also have a, kind of a lack of tradition. There's not a lot of tradition in my family. And I think we've talked about that a little bit on the podcast before where we kind of in a day and age where we've kind of broken down mm-hmm. traditions. But I'm not really seeing people really build traditions again. And I do think that traditions are important. Mm-hmm. But uh, traditions in the sense of building your own sure. kind of thing. And that's was part of... Uh, why I wanted us to do kind of that that cheersing video where we each kind of made our own drink and then made a video and talked about, you know, the good things going on and, and like celebrating each other's successes and just kind of, uh, you know, clink, clink in the camera sure. and uh, and send it off to each other. And I, uh, I wanted to do that because it's something I do want to continue to do in the future. I want that to be um, a tradition for us and something in my life. And I think that uh, it's a great way to, I, I think the way I phrased it in my head was it's a great way to lock in the now. Mm. Um, it's just, it's a great way to, to lock it in, to really preserve it. Cause you, you, you know, you have your things like your weddings and you have the ceremony sure. to preserve that and you have pictures to preserve those things. Um, and, and that is taking out whole moments to celebrate that mm-hmm. and staying in you know, a whole day of moments to celebrate that. Uh, but things, uh, like, like this, like our, um, you know, quote unquote, little successes or, or the things that just happened and we're happy about them, but it's time to move on because we need to achieve our other goals. Sure. They get lost. And, and it's uh, I think it's important to lock those in and really take the time for that. So I've been thinking about just different um, traditions I'm trying to create for myself. Um, and I I have a couple others that I've been I've noticed that I do now that. I've created for myself personally. Another one's like a Halloween thing. Mm. Like I, on Halloween, I don't know when this started, uh, some years ago. But every year, I try to watch. Uh, I have like three movies I try to watch. Sometimes I don't get all three of them, but as long as I watch one, I'm like, okay, this was this was my my Halloween. It was a good Halloween, and it's um, Rocky Horror Picture Show, Repo the Genetic Opera, and Clue. And mm. I don't know how Clue got on that list <laughs> of those movies, but it did. And uh, as long as I watch one of those, I'm like I, I feel like it was a good Halloween for me. Otherwise, Halloween just passes me by. Mm-hmm. Like I love Halloween, I love the aesthetic of it, but I don't have money to decorate, or I don't have like my own house to decorate, sure. or things like that. So it's kind of like it just it sadly passes me by, and I didn't want it to. I don't want things like that to do that. So that's kind of another example of a tradition to lock in, yeah. kind of a, a day for me. Um, yeah. Do you have anything to like lock in your times? Like I mean, anything specific? Uh, just to stick with the whole holiday thing, I'm definitely not a Halloween guy. That's not my holiday. Uh, <laughs> couldn't give two shits about it. If I'm being completely honest. Um, <laughs> yeah, we had that talk. <laughs> um, but uh, the winter holidays have always been my favorites: Thanksgiving and Christmas. And you know, for uh, since 2016, I want to say. Uh, We've been doing a Friendsgiving and a Christmas party 
um, with my uh, sort of extended group of friends. We were all very, very close at one point when we started the tradition. Um, and over the years, you know, we've sort of, you know, gone our separate ways. Everybody's sort of doing their own thing. People start to have families and and things of that nature. So you have less time, obviously, to hang out on a, on a regular basis. But um, it was it's a nice tradition to have because our Friendsgiving is something that it's been pretty much the same core group of people for these last uh, five years or so. And we've all uh, we all make time to do it. You know, we all make time to to meet up once a year and to at least have that day, um, at least have. Well, it's two days because we do a like I said, a Friendsgiving and then we do a Christmas party. Um, so it's it's a nice time to catch up with them. And it's a nice time to, you know, uh, reminisce about the old days and just enjoy each other's company at least uh, one part of the year. Um, and it's it's been something that I, I look forward to every single year. And it's 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 just I get emotional about it. And it's just because, again, these are people who. I've uh, known for a very long time and you, you get sad because you don't see them as much, but then you're happy because you are, you're seeing them in the moment. Um, so it's a lot of mixed emotions and it's just a, a great time to uh, enjoy each other's company. And I think the winter holidays do that anyway. Uh, generally speaking, they promote family and they promote togetherness. And it's just something that I, I value in my personal life. So it's yeah, it's just great to have those have those moments. Um, you've been to a few. I was able handful, to make right? one. Okay. I think I don't know if I, I don't know how many I've made. I think the first one I made was two thousand. Because I think you we might have started. Yeah, I think in the first one I made was two thousand. It might have been. Yeah, 15. and I think which is when the year before I moved to Washington, mm-hmm. and I don't know why I wouldn't have made it to twenty fifteen, but I don't think i did and then i think the first one i made was 2018 because that's when i i had moved back to arizona that october started my delivery job with um progistics and i i I know one of them i for sure came right after work Mm -hmm. i don't even think i went home to shower i'm pretty sure i still in my uniform or something and then i think that might have been i don't know which one that was but i I was able to make both that year i'm pretty sure i did or was it a combined one in 2018 no we've never because we do the secret santa so we do friendsgiving oh okay okay yeah I know I made both that year, which I enjoyed that so much. Like you said, there's so many just great faces mm-hmm. that I didn't even know. Like, I mean, I don't mean this in like a bad way, but I didn't even know like I, I missed. But because, yeah. you know, everyone goes their separate ways. And like they hadn't seen me in years either. And it was just kind of you don't realize those years have gone. Absolutely. Especially, you know, with Facebook and stuff where you see kind of posts and stuff and you think you're keeping up with them, which which you are. Yeah. You're keeping up with main stuff. But to actually to be able to get together like that and hang out sure. is really definitely something special. And it was very special for me because for the holidays, my mom is really big on the holidays mm. and it is a family time. But for me personally, as I got older and, and moved out at 18 and, and things like that, it just became, I always worked. I was always mm. working one to two jobs and it became the busy time. It became, I was just always working. Um, and which I didn't feel bad about, like it didn't affect me. I was like, Oh no, this is just, this is how holidays are. I work like this is, you know, you all know this, you know, you know, this mom and blah, blah, blah. And they always forget, but that's how I have always been. Mm-hmm. Well, when I moved to Washington, I was like, I don't, I don't want that to be a thing anymore. Like I, I do like working and that is who I am, but I also don't want that to be a thing, especially like 
when I have a family and stuff. Because I have, to, if I have that precedent now, yeah. When I have a family, why would that change? Exactly. Like, yes, of course, I'm going to love my kids and my wife and stuff, but like, I have the habit right now, sure. so that wouldn't change. Like, it would be a very hard thing to do. So I wanted to figure out how to change that. And I had kind of finally gotten a job before this, even though this one actually supports it too, which is cool, um, that I had holidays off, which was different for me. But it still didn't really feel like holidays. And eventually I realized I I tried my own thing. I tried to put my own spin on the holidays. Mm. And like... We know me and my taste in music is very much me. Like if you hear us, if you hear some punk rock or some ska punk or something, oh man, Bryce would love this. Or like this is clearly a Bryce thing. Yeah. Like he's fucking goofy, dorky dude. This is totally his. Is <laughs> obviously he would put this on. And so I kind of found, I found like a bunch of cool like, um, punk rock covers. So I'm, I'm not a fan of all the classic Christmas music. Okay. I don't. I don't like all those, those Mariah Carey singles you hear in every single store. I don't like. It's just I hear that I've worked retail my whole life, so sure. I've heard all of that Michael Bublé stuff, and I just it's just all covers on covers on covers, mm-hmm. and I just um, of the same type of genre too. I ended up finding like a pop punk and punk rock playlist where they made their own Christmas music, mm-hmm. and of course there are of course covers like there's it's classic Christmas music, so there's covers of course in there, sure. and I do love those. But they have such such original music. A lot of it's funny. Some of it is very heartfelt. Some of it's very emo. <laughs> but like, it it made it Christmas. Right? It actually felt like the holidays to me. For me personally, um, I would never play those playlists like in a casual gathering or like you know, it's sure. not other people's Christmas. It, but it made it feel like Christmas for me. And that's kind of my tradition for the holidays now. Mm. Is I have that playlist. So as soon as I turn on that playlist. I've started the holidays. Gotcha. Like I know it is holiday time and I actually get into an actual holiday spirit, mm. you know? So it's not like I've ever been a Grinch, but I actually feel uh, a specific time frame sure. for holidays and it feels good. It's just such a really cool feeling. Cause now I feel like I get to participate with people like you yeah. and like my mom and stuff is like, Oh, you're right. It is the fucking holiday. <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I've, yeah. Christmas. I've just loved the, the, the togetherness aspect of it. And growing up, you know, like I, I grew up in a household of five kids and my mom was a single mom. And it was just like during the holidays is really when we did family stuff and where we were all home from school. And I could, you know, hang out with my brothers and my sister, you know, without the you know, well, summer was a similar time. But we were kind of all doing our own thing during the summer. But during the winter, when it's when it's, you know, freezing cold outside, you don't really have anywhere to go. So you're kind of trapped in the house with your immediate family. And that's where the bonding time really is. Um, so I think that's really what sort of stoked the fires of, of my love for the holidays. It's just that, that sense of togetherness. And um, that's just how I've, I've, I've always enjoyed the company of good people. And, and I've always enjoyed like cultivating relationships with people. And even when I was younger, you know, I've, I always valued, the quality of my friendships over the quantity of my friendships. I've always mm-hmm. been much more of a, I'd rather have one to two to three close friends rather than 15 to 20 to 30 acquaintances, you know, like I'd much rather have a small core group of people that I can be myself with that I can know on a, uh, a very, very personal level. Um, that's just how I've been. And it's funny because when I moved to Arizona, I kind of had, uh, I was kind of the opposite. Like I've, I had always been that close friend person, but when I moved here for some reason, 
We've talked party about this man. before. Yeah, I, <laughs> I for some reason became the party guy, and I never understood why. Um, but that was just sort of the role that I slipped into, and I'm but I'm grateful for that role because that's helped me develop some of these super close relationships. You know, mm-hmm. like obviously there have been more that have come and gone than have stayed, but the ones that have stayed, I I really feel like I have a close bond with, and now I have the years of memories that I can you know go back to and and relive and revisit and reminisce about, and it's awesome that I have such a close connection with all of these people because like i said that's that's pretty much been my my sort of number one um goal in life is just to cultivate a bunch of different relationships with a bunch of people and just experience uh you know their lives together and um yeah so that's that's what's most important to me speaking to tradition is just who you who you share it with right um Mm -hmm just to sort of go back to that <laughs> that I know I mentioned it before but in the in the film Into the Wild uh at the very end Alexander Supertramp his his famous quote is happiness is only uh real when it's shared right so if you 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 can't really well I guess it's a matter of preference but for me I for happiness to be true and legitimate it needs to be shared with other people like who what is you know fame and fortune without someone to share it with you know it's if you're just alone at the end of the day then what do you really have like um so that's that's just sort of how i've lived my life for as long as i can remember and yeah i think my most of my traditions involve being with other people uh we do game nights a lot to to bring it down to a much smaller scale and i love those moments because again we're just a group of people enjoying each other's company and the the board games just happen to be you know the the reason for gathering but that's not really the reason for gathering the reason for gathering is to interact with each other and and to share moments mm-hmm. with each other but the the sort of like a wedding right like you the 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 point of the wedding is to bring two people together and and have that moment of of marriage but we use the wedding the ceremony to be the the reason because for some reason we as humans need you know something to 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 draw us to that moment we can't just have that moment mm-hmm. it's gotta we have to make fanfare about it right we have to have some sort of reason for it so mm-hmm. it's an interesting concept but it is a whole difference like why do we have topic. to theme everything you know <laughs> like <laughs> like you want to hang out with your friends why not just hang out with your friends why do you need to say <laughs> it's a game night or you know like i don't know yeah, you could probably argue that, you know, to theme it helps it stand out from the other moments. Like, yeah, every interaction is special, but they can all blend together, especially if they're drunken nights. Like, they will all blend together, yeah. which isn't a bad thing, but at the but same it's time. It's like even this, like Taco Taco Tuesday, so I'm going to go get tacos yeah. and get drunk, but why do you need to have a Taco it's Tuesday? Like, no, I want, just... I want tacos <laughs> right now. It's Saturday night, and I want tacos. <laughs> why don't I just hang out? I don't <laughs> Yeah. Um. So yeah, so we got through. We talked about quite a bit yeah. there about new things and and traditions to lock in present moments and things like that. Um, another thing I kind of wanted to touch on is kind of a little bit different. I'm not sure kind of how to you know categorize it sure. or anything. But for me, uh, when I am working uh, with my company, well, I guess everyone already knows, and I've posted about it. Mm. But uh, when I'm working at Spartan. I, and I'm traveling so much time goes much, much faster and because I'm flying just all over the time zones. Mm. And when I'm gone, I'm at work. 
I'm very focused on work for those 12 days, uh, especially if I don't have service like I did in this first event of the year back. Um, I just I just lock in on work. I'm super focused. I'm working 12 hours a day, and I eat and I sleep. Like that's that's what I have time to do. And a couple of those days are 16 hour days. So, um, when I come home, I have a routine now, and and it's uh, I I know routines or traditions I think are, are very close cousins. Sure. Um, they are very close, and so. One thing I'm trying to do now to kind of uh, slow time down or to keep me from just getting lost in the in the work, which I love the work and it even the bad days are, are some of my best days. But it it does go really fast and I can lose I can lose months and not have I could be having all the fun in the world but not have progressed, mm. uh, not have thought about uh, you know I've ta- I've talked about. Uh, a little bit earlier how I get lost in the future all the time. Well, when I'm at this job, I'm 1000% lost in the present, like hyper-focused in the present, which is like the complete opposite thing. And, uh, is its own kind of, has its own kind of caveats that come with it. Mm. So like in between races, I just want to relax and rest. I'll binge a show. I'll go get a massage and stuff. I'll, I'll, I'll do these little things. Um, but I don't think about anything beyond relaxing. And then I don't think about okay, how can I utilize my experience I gained at this last race to move up in the company? I don't, I don't have those thoughts, mm. and so I kind of, which is not great, because then I'll just kind of keep doing the same thing forever. Which, yes, it's fun, but I need to move up. I need to accomplish. I need to, and outside of work, I have other goals I want to accomplish. Mm. Um, so uh, what I've tried to do and what I want to do going forward is every time I come back from work, I want to go to, like, uh, I live near the waterfront, and I would just, I would love to just make that um, a tradition to do that, or, or I guess it's more of a routine, but, you know, again, they're, they're close cousins, just to do that, but use that as a as a focal point. Sure. Like, yes, it's there to relax me, uh, but I'm going there also with the intention of it resetting me. Mm. It'd be like, okay, this waterfront day or this waterfront afternoon is to relax my mind but not just to relax it it's also to reset me and get my mind into a different place a, a different frame of mind sure. afterwards so i can fo- relax to focus afterwards on different goals and tasks sure. kind of um to switch you know it says that brain switch you know when you go to work you come home from work you you switch your brain to sure. to home brain pretty much well I, since my work is a 12 day work cycle is a little more intense. I kind of need like a full set of time. Yeah. So that's kind of what I want to focus on going forward. Um, nice. and I'm kind of excited to have a, an intentional, uh, reset like that. I'm curious to see what that'll do for me. Nice. Yeah. So. To, and, and to that point, you know, just speaking to tying in routines and traditions and, even tying it back into coffee, I feel like uh, that's part of the reason why, because um, I have my my pod coffee machine, I have my drip coffee maker that are super easy and super quick and practical when I just need coffee and I need it now and I need to, you know, I need to get it to, uh, to function. Um, and they're great for that, but that's why I really enjoy using my Chemex. That's why I really enjoy the French press because 
it, I don't know, for me, it's just something like methodical and just relaxing about the process of brewing coffee, like, you know, measuring everything out and getting the water to the right temperature and, you know, just the whole process is something that's relaxing in its own sense, even though it's something you have to pay attention to while you're doing it. It's sort of it's a great way for me to start my day to just, you know, sort of have it and it sort of be like this automatic thing that I'm doing and let my mind kind of wander to other things and really prepare myself for the day. So and I think it's important to have these sort of involved coffee making processes because it does allow you that opportunity to just sort of focus and exist and yeah. craft something, even if it is something as simple as a cup of coffee. And, you know, you'll get a lot of people um, like I got a couple of uh, uh, messages about the video that I posted. They were like, oh, that's cool. But it looks like you're kind of it looks like it takes a lot to do. And I was like, yeah, I mean, that's true. But at the same time, it's also really nice to have that, you know, that the sort of tradition, if you will, the sort of routine every morning to get up and do this mm -hmm. very involved coffee process rather than just popping a k-pod into a, a a keurig or something like that you know something there's something nice about it and maybe that's something that not yeah. everybody can relate to but you know that's something that i actually just discovered i mean i was starting to discover it beforehand but during this work cycle when i took my mini presso with me um you know i i brought it with the intention of doing you know maybe a couple times um but it there's something about the routine something clicked during the work cycle and i uh, I didn't need the espresso shots to wake up and get going, mm -hmm. but I was making them because it changes up the day. It makes the day about more than just one thing. Mm. It makes a day about more than just, uh, in my case, work, mm. uh, which, again, I love. I love the work. It's why I'm doing it. But I think it's important for people to have um, their day or their, their time be more about than just one thing. And so when I wake up, I wake up like, oh, I'm super stoked to do this and I get to share it with my coworker, mm -hmm. like with my roommate. Like this is something I get to like share an experience with, like, you know, to your quote earlier, like it really, all of that together, it was, it was exciting. I woke up and even though it took like 15 minutes to like, ah, that's, that's a little, that's a long time. It was like 10 <laughs> minutes. I don't know. But it was, it was a sure. good amount of time yeah. in my morning instead of just being able to pop up, eat some breakfast so quick and just drive to work. Like it was a route I had to spend 10 to 15 minutes grinding and then heating up the mini presso and then, uh, and then making each of our shots mm. I had to clean out each time I made a shot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just like this whole routine, but it didn't bog me down. Like I thought it would, I thought it would get annoying, mm. but instead it was, I got excited to go through the whole process every morning. And when I knew I wasn't going to be able to wake up early enough the next day, I, you know, just wouldn't have fresh grinds. I'd grind it the night before, mm. but I would still make sure I made it in the morning and it, it just shakes up the day. Yeah. It makes it, uh, makes your days meaningful in multiple different ways, which is really cool. Yeah, absolutely. And it's something, it could be, like you said, something as small as that coffee making in the morning and that's enough. And it also makes me understand why people say they can find, they, they find like cooking or baking therapeutic because again, it's something mm -hmm. that you know, it's going to it takes a big portion of your brain to focus on the task at hand. But it also, you know, if you know what you're doing, you can sort of let the that other smaller portion just sort of wander. And, you know, you could just find relaxation in, in that sort of 
mundane task, which is which is nice, mm-hmm. especially when it's for you personally. It's probably hard to do that if you're a professional chef somewhere because you're worried about the quality of the food and how the, the guests are going to enjoy it. But if you're just doing it for yourself at home, it's it's I can understand how people say that that's something that they they find solace and, and comfort in. Absolutely. Well, yeah. That was good. That was solid. Great that was a convo. It's pretty great. Yeah. We're going to take another little break here uh, to get some refills. Uh, we're going to come back with Brewer's Choice and our closeout. Welcome back from break, everybody. Hopefully you got your second refill. Uh, we are going to Brewer's Choice now. Uh, I'll go ahead and start us off. It is extremely random and has nothing to do with anything that we talked about, but it is something that was exciting for me personally. Um, uh, and if any of you listeners do wear neck buffs, if you go out into the snow or if you, uh, work out in the elements at all, which I don't know how many of you do, but I, uh, we have to wear neck buffs or face coverings of some sort at work. Uh, even when we didn't have to, I still did because it just protects you uh, from all sorts of stuff when you're out and about. And there was, I didn't realize how that I had really started collecting neck buffs and that that would be a thing I would do in my life because I'd never even heard of them until this job. Oh, wow. <laughs> but they're kind of they're kind of like collecting buttons uh, or or something <laughs> for like your backpack or it's sure. kind of like like it's just like a some little thing. Uh. And so it's like cool, like everyone like shares like like their new sticker on their hard hat, like their construction hat, sure. or they share like their new design of neck. Like, guess where I got this from? You know, it's kind of turned into that thing. And so I've become that kind of person. And there was this racer that was uh, that had finished their race, and they had this really like it was just absolutely colorful and like it was a creepy like um, Five Nights at Freddy kind of bear type thing for anyone who knows about that, like. It was like this really cool design. I hadn't seen it before, and I, and I'd ask the guy where he got it from, and uh, it's called Scummy Bears. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that sounds super it's the brand. Yeah, that sounds. So look up Scummy Bears, <laughs> and they have more than just like weird bear designs. They have like all sorts of just trippy, colorful things. Um. Uh, but yeah, so if I. Uh, I don't. I honestly don't know who to recommend this to. I just wanted to recommend it because it was just. I didn't realize how excited I got about it, and I'm definitely gonna order some stuff from Scummy Bears. Uh, just saying it out loud is weird, but man, I <laughs> I'm just gonna say check it out. Look at all the cool designs. They have more than just neck buffs. I think they have like actual face coverings too now, nice. and they have. I. Do they have backpacks too? I think it's like a whole line of stuff. Okay. Um, there's all sorts of things. It's it's it's, it's, it's an art uh, style, so it's more than just neck buffs. Uh, check them out. Uh, really cool. Very unique. Uh, so yeah, that's what I got nice. for my brewer's choice. Um, yeah, I'm gonna get real here. Get a little personal. Get a little get get real personal, if you will. Um, so last week I had a cousin who passed away, um, and she was 34. And she was uh, obviously very young, relatively healthy, and she just passed away in her sleep randomly. And doctors, this happened a little less than a week ago. Doctors don't exactly know what happened yet. They're still trying to figure that out. And, um, yeah, someone who I was very, very, very close with uh, when I was younger, um, my mom's sister's daughter. Uh, So we spent a lot of holidays together. Our families were extremely close. Um, Hadn't talked to her in years 
Um, but when I got that news, it really affected me. And I think it affected me because a, you know, obviously family member who I used to be very close to passing away is always tragic and will definitely make anyone sad. But, but B, and it's just like 34, relatively healthy, just fine the night before gone the morning after. And it's just so it's scary. And it really puts things in perspective because you just have to sort of like, you have to treat every day like it's your last because it literally could be. This sort of ties back into what we were talking about earlier too, like living mm. for now, living for the moment. Like if you're thinking about doing something, do it. Like stop putting it off because you don't know how much time you have left. And, you know, just seize the day, people. I know that sounds cliche, but that's my brewer's choice for today is just live your life. If there's someone out there who you, you know, haven't talked to in a while, who you're holding a grudge against, like, Put it aside, text them, call them, do whatever you need to do because you never know what tomorrow is going to be like. And you just have to embrace the opportunities that you have today and really just enjoy them and capitalize on every opportunity that you can. Because, again, you just never know when your time is going to come and you don't want to leave anything on the table. Um, Just live your life because, you know, you you never know. You just never know. And it's just... It's, it's I feel like a lot of people live life in a way that's a little too careful, a little too comfortable and just, you know, sort of limp their way through life. But this is a beautiful opportunity that we have to exist on this planet. And you have to seize every every opportunity that comes your way. It's a beautiful note to end on. Definitely. Definitely understand that. Very important. Absolutely. Um on that note, we will go ahead and close out. Uh, be sure to write into us. Let us know what language you would choose to uh, to instantly download into that brain of yours. Sure. Let us know uh, <laughs> your thoughts on things. Um, like what traditions have you set for yourself? Um, and I do mean that specifically that, that you've set for yourself because there are family traditions sure. and there are things that are kind of already built in uh, to certain people. But uh, what have you come up with for yourself if you have any or if you were to come up with something for yourself? Like what uh, what would you come up with? Uh, what would um, would make something extra special for you that that you made special? Uh, and um, and yeah. Let us know uh, how you feel about scummy bears and uh, <laughs> uh, right into broodconvos at gmail.com. Check us out on discord. It is fully operational. Now there is a, um, a live chat link, um, uh, a permanent chat link that is on our Facebook and Instagram and I'll, I'll repost those and I'll make sure that those are in our bios. So they're easily accessible. I uh, think I didn't do that. So I'll make sure that gets done. Uh, it is, there's many different channels and categories to talk. Just drop, uh, you can drop music suggestions. You can talk about the episode, uh, just go through it all. And, uh, let's definitely interact with each other more. Yeah. Uh, very excited about yeah, that. We've been, Darnest, where else can they find us? Yeah, we've been super active guys, uh, with creating and expanding our ways to, uh, for you guys to get in contact with us. So we actually, in addition to the brood, brood at gmail.com, we all have, or all, both of us have personal email addresses that are directly connected to brood. So you can actually write into Adonis at 
brood uh at broodpodcast.com or bryce at broodpodcast.com if you want to talk mm-hmm. to us directly if you have any messages messages for us directly um yeah uh we have broodpodcast.com also which is our website which will which is where we'll post a bunch of fun stuff about the podcast every episode will be on there so if you are not someone who enjoys using the podbean app um you'll be able to find every episode that way um and yes, yeah, it's a really cool sort of home base for us to post stuff. So definitely check out the website, brewpodcast.com, those new email addresses if you want to talk to us directly. Um, yeah, also, if you're a social media person, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Brood Podcast and on Twitter at Brood Convos. And just can, can anybody out there, if you use Twitter... Please let us know because I think the research that we've done shows that none of our listeners use Twitter. I know it's a popular platform, but at this point, I'm kind of like, if if people aren't using it, there's probably not a point to having it. So if you are someone who uses yeah. Twitter, reach out because we that that might be going away soon because I feel like it doesn't get updated super often and it's kind of pointless. But if you are someone, if one person, any, if, if any one person out there uses it, we will continue to update it because... We want to, uh, you know, make sure everyone has a platform to to communicate it's, with. It's us. definitely our least used platform, yeah. and we acknowledge that. Yeah. And um, yeah, so that's what it does. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah, because you know, we we have uh, we have a lot. Of, we don't have a lot of time and a lot of uh, resources to be able to update these things. So we want to make sure we're putting that limited time and those limited resources into In the right places. Platform. So mm-hmm. let us know, please, please, please. Thank you for listening to another episode. Uh, write in, let us know what you think. Uh, let us know what you think about the length as well. We understand <laughs> also. We uh, Our tangents are getting tangentier. Yeah. Um, we just get lost in our conversations, guys. But let us know if you would like us to be more focused, if you would like us um, to try and shorten it up, or if you already kind of have your own way of kind of breaking up our episodes. Yeah. That, that would be cool to know, too, if you do break up our episodes. Let us know because that uh, could give us more ideas on how to uh, framework that as well. So uh, definitely very excited about that. Um, yeah, it was good, good talking again, Adonis. Yeah. Another great episode, I think. And we're excited for our listeners to let us know what they think. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, guys. Until next time. Bye. See ya. As you begin to develop and expand your skills and your talents and your vision of yourself, you will always be in control of your destiny. Brood Podcast is recorded in Chandler, Arizona. Our producers are Bryce Gonzalez, Jennifer Montez, and Adonis Ship. Our intro music is Easy, produced by CJ Beats. Our outro music is Destiny, produced by James Berkeley. Our social media managers are Bryce Gonzalez and Jennifer Montez. Our editor is Adonis Ship.